everybody, Dave and Jeff. It is December 21st, 2021. I am in a terrible mood. I'm not going to lie. It's really funny. Last time I'm here, which was, I think... Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Yeah. uh, I talked to Sean Walchef during the day. And he, we were getting ready to go up to SoFi. We haven't done a show since SoFi, have we? No. Since we were there. So he goes, hey, I don't know. Dave's sick. He, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, Dave's sick. He, he doesn't know. He might have COVID again. So I'm like, well, that's kind of weird because I'm going to the garage tonight. <laughs> so I go to the garage. Everything is shut down in here like this little cube <laughs> sniffing. I'm like, well, that's, that's really great. Maybe I could have got a little bit of a heads up. Then we go to SoFi, which we'll talk about in a second. And uh, crazy how yesterday I wake up, I go, huh. Had booster shots, tetanus shots, shots. got a polio shot, yellow fever shot, everything. But now I'm all stuffed up. I go, well, yep. that's really weird. Fucking guy tried to kill me with COVID, tried to kill me on a car accident. And then tried to kill me again. But <laughs> you know I did, Dave? Huh. I'm still fighting it a little bit. I went old school, fifth grade treatment. Courtesy of my buddy, Boom. Worst karaoke singer, but best amateur doctor in all of Southern California. Man, I slapped that vapor robe on. You do that vapor rub? I slapped it on. Two t-shirts, sweatshirt, crashed out early. Yeah. It's not quite all the way gone, but I'm going to do it again tonight. See, I think both of us, you can hear it in our voices. We aren't 100%. Oh, yeah. And everyone kept reaching out. It was very nice, but people started freaking out that we didn't do a show Sunday. We didn't do a show Monday. But, man, I could barely talk last Wednesday. When you and I hung out with each other, I swear to God, even though they said everyone had to wear a mask, wasn't I the only guy in SoFi wearing a mask? Well, we go over to the tailgate. Yeah. So, Sean Walchev, very nice, takes Dave, Josh, and I as his guest to the Charger game. Yeah. I have a lot of questions for you on that. So, we go up there. You and I have both been there. My yeah. third time, your second time going there. Really, really fun. Josh's first time. And we couldn't help but think, I mean, it would not have been a $5 billion stadium. Yeah. I get that. But it's so insanely frustrating that we don't have something like that downtown, Dave, because I was just thinking, Josh and I were talking, man, you could be coming through the gas lamp. You could be coming, right? Just yeah. walking in and thinking about how electric downtown should be for an NFL game. And if Sean had invited us, we would have been a Charger fan that night, just like we were last Thursday night. But we get in, we get parked, and Sean said, hey, let's go check out the tailgate. And... I listened to this dude, Lou Penrose, tonight on Kogo, who, I don't know, I was looking for traffic updates. He was saying shit to me that was so goddamn funny. He was really good tonight, and he was talking about, you know, they hate everything Biden, they hate everything vaccine, the whole deal. But he was talking about being a New Yorker and going to Times Square yeah, on New Year's Eve. And he said, you go down there and there's 600,000 people. He goes, look, I grew up in New York, I get it. It's something all of us should do and then never do it again. But he said, all of a sudden you get down there and everybody's celebrating. And he said, then you start making really poor decisions. He said, you start swigging on a beer and champagne 
And he goes, next thing you know, a girl from the Bronx hands you a bottle and you're drinking out of that. You should not be sharing a bottle yes. with a girl from the Bronx. Uh, believe me, I know what I'm talking about. So it was, it was funny. It was good. But when Lou was saying that, I was flashing back to last week because while L.A. has been in shutdown mode for a couple of months with the vaccine and the mask and you have to show the cards, nothing is being policed out at the tailgate area. Yeah. It's people tighter than elbow to elbow. It's oh, like... Yeah. Nobody's got a mask on. Everybody's drinking, smoking, Everybody's spitting, hugging. Hugging. And you go, holy shit. No wonder everything's going crazy. But uh, really, really fun to be there. Incredible seats for the game. And uh, and I thank Sean for bringing us up as his guest. No, it was, it's, it's a great experience. You're right. This, the fact that the NFL isn't in San Diego. I mean, I don't want to get into what could have been and whose fault yeah. it is. It's more sad than anything. Yeah. And, you know, we drove by the new Aztec Stadium on the way up to pick you up. Mm -hmm. And then we drove back separately. You had your car. We were in our car and yeah. we drove by it. I don't know about you, but we looked over to, well, you didn't go that direction. No. But we looked over to see the Aztec Stadium again after just being at SoFi. Yeah. And it's so sad and pitiful. And you're like, this is a major city. Just yeah. That's always been our point. This is a major city, but we never act like it. And you just go, how in the fuck does this happen all the right. time? And so, SoFi is, is absolutely insane. I mean, the fact that the NFL as a group has embraced it with their corporate office, everything we said was going to happen, happened. Yeah. You know, it's just everything is there. And you go going, it's Inglewood, which Inglewood is always known as being dangerous and a dump. Yeah. And yet here you have the forum, which look cool as hell. Yeah. You have SoFi, you can have the new Clipper <laughs> arena. And you just go, man, they pulled it together. Mayor Butts told you and I on the air seven years ago, this is what's going to happen. Here's the thing you don't want to hear. And I don't, I don't really have any reason to lie to you. I went there Thursday night thinking the entire place was going to be red. It was going to be a sea of red. All I know is, as a Raider fan, I walked out through the tailgate where there was, gosh, 4,000 people? Yeah. Maybe more? All in blue. All in blue. With new numbers. Yeah. 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 Not a whole lot of people wearing Don Masick jerseys no, out there. Too many. Not a lot of Little Train Jame or Tim Fox jerseys or Babe Laufenberg or Mark Vlasic. Uh, no Rich Ornberger jerseys out there. <laughs> but then we came in to SoFi. And again, we're down in the season ticket area. And uh, I looked around. Sure. There was a lot of Chiefs fans that were there, but there were Charger fans there a lot too. A lot. Now, I wonder, Dave, I don't know. I'm just wondering, is that Justin Herbert getting people interested to come up there? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, I said on the show to you, uh, I think after I went to the first game that I saw, mm -hmm. I saw the Raiders Chargers on Monday night, and I said, Justin Herbert's the greatest quarterback in Charger history. And, and the yeah. reason I, I, I lean that way with Justin Herbert is and, and you know you saw him and we're sitting front row yeah. is justin herbert has a coolness factor about him right yeah. so you look at you know dan fouts dan fouts didn't do anything cool he would looked out of shape even when he backpedaled remember yeah. he backpedaled straight back yeah with that weird yeah it was like rocking the hip straight back it wasn't even sideways yeah. it looked weird he, nobody had wanted a dan he fouts like body that. he looked like that oceanography teacher yeah. you never wanted to see show up on your schedule you're right you're you're, oh, you're i got you're, fucking fouts <laughs> And then God you, damn it! How did I not get Mr. Al Saunders? <laughs> and then you have 
Uh, you have Rivers, who, as much as we like Rivers, he threw the ball like a goof. Nobody wanted to throw a football like that guy. And, and he said, Dad Gummit? Yeah. Never, nice never guy. cuts. It choked all the time, you know? Yeah. Bolo ties. But you look at Herbert, and he has everything. He can run. He has the cool, long hair. He, he's is accurate when he throws. He's only been in the league two years. His 30 touchdown passes, two straight years. He's, he's the guy. He's the star. I mean, it's funny that you said, yeah. is he the reason? Man, you have to have that franchise quarterback. Yeah. And they have it. I mean, he, he is. You and I always talk about this this dumb list that we don't always talk about on the air, but off there, top 10 athletes in L.A. because yeah. there's so many superstars. He's in that realm right now where you go, he's a top 10 guy. Like, he's in the well, 10 with LeBron and all those guys. I don't I don't follow the Chargers. <laughs> like, out on Sunday, we're running around. And the thing that amazed me watching that game in person is the lack of, of name star power that team carries. Because the entire time they were here, even in the bad days, right? Junior was a part of that team. Rodney was a part of that team. There was always somebody that you looked at, and it was an impact guy, a a name, that kind of guy. Yeah, Keenan Allen's fine. Uh, Eckler's fine, right? Yeah. But, I mean, watching Cook play tight end after we watched Antonio Gates for so long, Watching Eckler after Tomlinson for so long, yep. right? Herbert, you go, okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. But even, Dave, your point, Rivers, the, the thing that you, that I liked about Rivers that you'll never see about Herbert was Rivers was a talker. Yeah. And we knew him. We knew he's a really good guy. Man, he pissed people off. Yeah. And that was fun for us to watch. Because he told you he was amped up and he was and he was cool, but yeah, I mean, defensively there were always impact guys there, and I know you have James and others, but man, I watch that team. I go, dude, that's the weird thing for L.A. There's not a whole lot of there aren't. There's no Aaron Donalds on that team, right? No, Jalen no, Ramsey's, yeah, Von Von Miller's, all those. Mm-hmm. Those are just defensive guys we're talking. But you sit there, and the way I always look at it this way. If I got on an airplane and I went to Minnesota or Pittsburgh, how yeah. many Chargers could they name? Yeah. And nobody's telling you Eckler. No. You, you, even though Keenan Allen's been in the league for a long time, I don't even know how many people know Keenan no. Allen. No. Mike Williams hasn't become that guy. Not at all. But I'll tell you this. No matter where they are, L.A., San Diego, Carson, back to downtown L.A., Man, they love to lose games like the Chargers, they sure do. don't they? It never stops. It never changes. That team never changes how they play. So, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird being there because it kind of reminds you of when, uh, I wouldn't say school memories, but I wonder for you, if you think about memories of living in Nashville or living in L.A., for me, living in Minneapolis or even... I mean, London was a long time ago, but when you think about those memories, Dave, and they become more and more distant, you're like, yeah, that was yeah, that was a big part of my life. Just the other day, I didn't send it out, but I, it may have been yesterday. I think yesterday was the anniversary of what we thought was going to be the final game at Qualcomm when they beat the Dolphins. And it's when I had the picture of Weddle in the middle of the field that got on NFL Network that night. Yeah, that's right. And I'm looking at those pictures that I had taken and the scoreboard and that emotion, 
Costa interviewing Weddle after the game, Rivers coming back out and signing autographs, the picture in the middle of the field, and just remembering the emotion of that night. And now it's like Wilson and Castaway. It's just kind of ridden the wave further and further away. Yeah, it is. And that's why it, when people sit there and they <laughs> when people sit there and they go, you know, oh, I heard a guy call him San Diego. Look, it's going to fade out. Get over it. it it's ridiculous. Just because San Diego doesn't mean they're coming back. It's just, it's a weak yeah. thing to kind of hold on to. Going back to one thing you just said a second ago is you said that there were a lot of Charger fans there. During the game, Darren Smith texted me and he said, what's the percentage? Oh, yeah. And the more I looked, I, I think I told him 50-50. I think it was more 60-40 San Diego. Oh, San Diego, I just did it right there. Oh. At Los Angeles over Kansas City. I couldn't tell because... When you're down low and you look up, you're looking right into the lights. Yeah. You really can't see anything. I don't know. I just felt like walking back to the car and... Yeah, walking back to a lot of Chiefs fans, right? That's funny, man. I felt like I saw well, a lot we of blue. That, we had that little girl next to it. Not little girl, but she was a oh, short she was girl. funny. And she's sitting there on the escalator just FaceTiming. Big fuck you to the Chargers. Fuck you, LA. Fuck you. Yeah, that was funny. Then she ate shit at the top because she forgot where she was she on the escalator. She started laughing. <laughs> um, look, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is my next trip, I'm going to Vegas for a Raider game. Yeah. And I, I'm not going to have to worry about how many goddamn fill-in-the-blank fans are there. I'm a, I'm a Raider fan. We don't care. That team's moved 37 times. Yeah. We stay loyal to them. That's true. National brand, though. Yeah. Our owner pulls chicks. Mark Davis does it. Not a woman in this audience who wouldn't give her left pinky finger to spend a Thursday night with Mark at the Barbary Coast or at Blue Man Group. Save it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. I, I, I just, I know, it was, it was fun going. But you know what I learned, too? Yeah, go ahead. So we had talked on the show couple of different times about, oh, would you buy season tickets to the Aztecs, right? Different things. And one of the things I said was, maybe I'd buy season tickets to the Chargers. Not so much supporting them, but just for the idea of seeing the Raiders, Mahomes, and those kind of things. NFL. Yeah, there's not a goddamn chance I would do that. It's not. That stadium is kind of funny, man. Like, as beautiful as it is, it's not the most comfortable stadium. No, it's 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 not, and it's hard. And to getting get, out of get there is a, It took us about four hours to get home. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, it, it's funny. Sean said he took his wife, and after that, she goes, "That's the last game I ever go to." Yeah, and it's funny. Josh, who's who, you know, was raised as a Charger fan. When we got home, he goes, "I'll never go to another game again." No, he goes, "I had a great time, but getting home was a hassle." Yeah, and and what I was saying, Dave, is how many of you have done this? Whether I don't think you run into it for Padre games. I really don't. That's the thing about Petco Park and why I wish an NFL stadium was down yeah. there. I think a lot of us would have done the same thing where you're not parked in the lot, right? The old Qualcomm lot. Yeah. We used to have to deal with this there. We're parked. Everybody's parked spread out throughout the gas lamp. I park way up on 11th. A lot of people park closer down by you know, Horton Plaza. And we all have our different ways in and we have our different ways out and we get out relatively easy. But what I was noticing, you're driving, is you've got everybody that's trying to inch in in front of you. Yeah. And how many of you remember these from the days at Qualcomm? And you're like, is this guy loaded? Is he going to hit my car? Because they get right on it. 
And yeah, it just, it takes forever. We go to Staples Center and we park and we get out. We go to my car and I drive out yeah. and we're gone. It's so, interesting you said that. We're at Staples two weeks ago. We got out, no problem. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's, that is funny that you point that out. Larry Lucchino pointed this out to us over 20 years ago. Remember we said yeah. about the downtown ballpark? Yeah. How are people going to get in and out? Like we thought it would be horrible. Yeah. It's so much better than Qualcomm was. Well, and it's why NFL would have been so much better downtown than Mission Valley. It's another reason why it would have been because it would have been the same thing and you would have even extended further east yeah. to find Market Street to the 94 or different ways out, right? Whether you're you're picking up any of the different freeways down there. You can go... When the way you park for Petco Park, Dave, you can really, depending on where your car is, you can exit any direction yeah. you want to go. When you're trying to come out of old Qualcomm Stadium, you're really being funneled into one exit right. or a few exits. And that's where the frustration comes in. Downtown Stadium, you wouldn't have had to worry about it. But again, it's just uh, it's a frustration for me, that that bugs me because my kids are here and my kids would have grown up Charger fans and that would have been great. And I would have loved the fact for them as you close in on Christmas, hey man, maybe they're getting a, a Herbert jersey or or, or a hat or, or whatever. But yeah, and I, I feel bad for the diehards. I feel bad for Sean. I mean, look, we looked over at Sean. All of us were in. All, all, yeah. all, all four of us were saying we're Charger fans. Sean's really a Charger fan. Yeah. But when it was over, I looked over at Sean and it looked like his eyes were welling up. And I felt terrible for him going, man, how many times does he fall for this? And uh, you look at it, as you said, this is what the Chargers do. You yeah. watch that Raider-Browns game yesterday and you're yeah. like, these are two fucking teams that do this all the time. It's well, just the Browns out, out Raidered the, the Raiders. I've figured it out, Dave. It all goes to Pete and Coronado. Yeah, that's not Because he was a Charger fan. And I don't know, man. I don't know what wires he crossed as a kid. But somewhere, he got the ultimate kick in the nuts. Because every team that guy cheers for gets right to the finish line. The Gulls fall apart the other night twice. Yeah. Soccers, I don't know how'd they do. But but that Charger team that he loves does exactly what Pete did with every one of his high school dates. He got right there, and then all those chicks said, hey, I got to go. There goes pretty boy Billy. Yeah. Why am I going to hang out with the skillet hand wide receiver when the laser arm quarterback's over here? Billy's in his Trans Am. You're in your mom's Ford uh, Fairlane. Beat it. Cry, baby. Billy told me Point Loma would have won state if it wasn't for Pete. If they would have had anybody but Pete. They would have had superhuman at wide receiver. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Pete, I'm going deep. William, I mean, Billy, I'm going deep. He would have called him Willie, and Billy would have taken him. But all I know is Pete jumped off the Raider bandwagon and started running yeah. his big loud mouth yesterday. And what happens? The Raiders are like, hey, Pete, can you read this? Read between the lines, buddy. And they just slammed home the game winning. And Pete just shuffled off, turned off the TV, his beautiful bride, Carol. Peter, I have your oval team. Not tonight. She's like, I know you're what did you say, Carol? I said you make me sick under my breath. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. Pete's the ultimate guy who got sand kicked <laughs> in his face. It's ultra clear sand from the beaches yeah. of Coronado. No glass in there. But yeah. Kid. 
He's a human heartache. <laughs> he is. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I still, uh, you know, I'm still friendly to him. Damn, you feel bad. You've always wow. looked up for the charity cases. I have. Father Joe was, God bless you. I would have taken that guy and run him out. I said, Father Joe, I love you. You're San Diego, but I can't quit on him. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Father Joe. (laughs) Hey, I'm telling you. Cut bait. Get out. Father Father Joe. Jesus, get the fuck out. Father Joe is a good man. He never, he never, I don't think Pete ever crossed his radar. Poor Father oh my Joe. Gosh. I do think he would have enjoyed that joke. He probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. <laughs> that he necessarily would have enjoyed the cussing, but he probably would have. He was a pretty cool dude. Oh my gosh. So he funny. rest in peace. Another one we lost down here. Yeah, another one. Let me ask you, did you see the fights the other night? Were you busy or did you watch the fights? You watched Jake Logan Paul? Paul? Jake Paul. So... Uh, yeah, and uh, and I'll say this. Do we think of Logan and Jake Paul? Well, it's, it's funny because I heard Paul Rindle bring up uh, yesterday on, on Wood Show that people were questioning whether or not that fight was fixed. Oh. So, uh, well, it's just, Dave, let me tell you really quickly. The old, I've never met a more cynical group of assholes in my life than combat sports media. By far. They hate everything. They're angry at the world. I mean, you think San Diego media, not even close. Combat sports media, for the plenty of fights that I covered, are just the most arrogant, angry, obnoxious group ever. And it was none of those people that were claiming it was rigged. Because it wasn't. So I met Tyron Woodley in... 2010, Ty was a clinch gear athlete, came to really? La Mesa, hung out, was the reason Tyron Woodley is the reason that clinch gear signed Mike Chandler, and I got to be buddies with Mike. So Tyron was a All-American wrestler at Missouri and had a successful MMA career, was a UFC champion, fought at about 170 pounds. My biggest complaint with Ty through his entire career was that he never let his hands go. One of the first fights that I was at in San Jose, he knocked a guy flat. And we thought, wow, this is really going to be good. But in fights with Tarek Safadine or Paul uh, Daly or other fights that he had, whether in Strikeforce or UFC, Ty never really let his hands go. And he fought a very boring style. Well, he lost in the UFC. He's now 39 years old, and he gets released. And now he goes on, and he fights Jake Paul the first time, a couple of months back. Gets a payday, probably better than anything he made in the UFC. I don't know what kind of money he made in Strikeforce. But that, again, was a very boring fight, and, uh, and he loses. Ties from Ferguson, Missouri, which is not that long ago, we remember. Yeah. There was some police activity in Ferguson. I've actually been to the area around Ferguson, and it's Bad Street, like the the fabulous Freebirds used to string about Bad Street, Atlanta, GA. Yeah. Bad Street, Ferguson, Missouri, man. You come from there, it's tough. This is what I believe happened, Dave. I would guess that Tyron went home and probably had a lot of people calling him out. How'd you lose to this YouTube guy? I don't know that anything was mentioned about the race dynamic, 
as I said to Steve yesterday, I hope not. I think it can just go as far as how did you as a Division One wrestler, former UFC champion, lose to a YouTube guy? And you got to live with that. Whether you're getting called out or whether you're seeing it on social media, you know you fought a boring fight. You know you're not going back to the UFC. You're probably not going to Bellator. And so that's how you're lingering. And if you've ever talked to fighters after a loss, man, it, it is psychology 101. Mind plays a lot of tricks on you, especially when you're a fighter. So Jake Paul was scheduled to fight Tyson Fury's younger brother, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury's kind of a pretty boy, big heavyweight. Reminds me a little bit of Tommy Morrison, where a lot of people question whether or not he's been protected. These two guys don't like each other. It was going to be kind of fun to see Tommy Fury, heavyweight, coming up against Jake Paul. Yeah. Guys that about the similar experience level, same build, the whole deal. Tommy Fury gets injured a couple of weeks ago, has to drop out of the fight, and they reach out to Tyron Woodley. As I said, Ty Woodley walks around at about 170, 175. Paul had to have been at 195 watching that fight. He looked huge. So Tyron gets an opportunity to get another payday against a guy that he's not really happy with how it went. Yeah. And from what I saw in the fight, Ty was a little bit more aggressive, and he kept his hands down, and he walked right into a right hand. And so I put a a video out the other day taped from Ariel Helwani at ringside. And you see Ty get hit and go out. Ty got knocked out a couple of times in his MMA career. And the first time that light switch goes off, it gets easier the second time, the third time, the fourth time. So he got knocked out. That's what happens. When you're fighting a guy who's 25 pounds heavier than you, you feel like you have something to prove. You fight a little bit more reckless. You walk into a right hand, you find, you find yourself face down on the canvas. So now the question comes around to Jake Paul. And it just, it cracks me up, Dave, because the kid, there were probably six big fights yeah. on Saturday. DAZN had two cards. Uh, ESPN had fights on. There were good fights on the undercard of that. There were some women championship fights that really good female boxers. The only person anybody's talking about is Jake Paul. Yeah. So he gets a legit knockout. Again, he's beat a guy 25 pounds lighter. Yeah. Who's almost 40 years old. How much shorter? Right. But Ty knew what he was doing. Tyron took the fight and sent him going in. Yeah. So so that's fine. He Tyron's a, knows what he's doing in there. And he got he's not uh, Frank Gore fighting on the undercard. So now people say, well, what about Jake Paul moving forward? So the conversation that I heard on Steve's show the other day was, well, now, how is he against any other 5-0 fighter? And the thing that you cannot, you can't just say 5-0 fighter because is it a 5-0 fighter that's never had an amateur fight? Well, if it's that guy, Jake Paul's probably going to win 100% of those. But if you're talking about fighting guys that have grown up through the USA boxing family and have competed in not only the Golden Gloves, but maybe the Pan American Games and different things, those guys are going to be probably heavily favored yeah so i don't know it's like look man ring magazine for all of us that love boxing ring magazine if you go to barnes and noble has their 100th anniversary issue out right now it's great 
because they brought back a lot of former writers and they're looking back at the history of the sport. And there have been a ton of black eyes for the sport. Nobody in the sport of boxing is looking at this other than something that may draw more people in. But he knocked Tyron out. I feel bad for him. He's a guy that I liked. Uh, he's probably going to be remembered more for this fight, unfortunately, than anything he did in strike force yeah. and the UFC. But I just, anytime I dealt with him, he was insanely professional and a quick laugh and a really, really good dude. And I feel bad that he got the shit beat out of him the other night because that's what happened. He didn't take a dive. It's stupid for anybody to say that. No, that was flush as hell. Did um, So when you look at it as a guy that follows boxing your entire life, how good of a fighter is he? Um. Uh, I mean, it's... I mean, I, I really yeah. want to see him fight someone his size, someone his weight. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, I just want an idea. What are we looking at here? Yeah, I mean, he's he's not going to beat Tyson Fury. No. I mean, he's he's not going to be that, right? He's not Ray Leonard. But he's... I mean, I'm trying to think of other quote-unquote... So, I mean, he'd beat up Mark Gaston, though, right? I'm oh trying to gosh. think of other guys that we've had yeah. that have gotten in there. Look, I, I mean, the kid's making money, and yeah. and and he's fun. I tell you, when I watch, I'm hoping him and his brother both just get the dog shit kicked out of them. Of course. And it never happens. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm watching this, and I'm rooting against him like crazy, and right away I'm like, he's going to win again. Mm-hmm. i just like, dude, he's going to win again. I didn't think it was going to go like that. And when he got when he knocked him out and he went down face first like that, I went, holy shit. Now, if he fights Tommy Fury, yeah. if that fight actually goes, that could be really fun. Okay. And I'll watch again. Yeah. Now that's one I would I would I would pay for that yeah. one. Because that's a guy similar size. Yep. Similar experience level. I don't know Tommy Fury's whether he was fighting amateur a lot in Britain or where it's at. Uh, man, I mean, he doesn't fear him. No. And again, like, that's who he was scheduled to fight. Ty took this fight on two weeks' notice when Tommy Fury got hurt. Yep. And, and jumped right in. But, yeah, I mean, it really doesn't do anything <laughs> for the sport of boxing. Fight fans are always going to be fight fans. You're not going to bring really any new eyes, right? And when it's uh, the Darren Williams, Deron Williams. Yeah. And Frank Gore on the undercard. Did you see who was with Frank Gore? Yeah. I know her. Did it surprise you when she walked in with him? No, because she'd been hyping it yeah. for a week on uh, that they were I doing it for Bovada. Oh, I didn't know that she was going to be, you know, in his corner. kind of. Oh, yeah. Go. No, oh, she said no the whole idea. thing. Yeah, she was showing off her cat yeah, suit, the I whole saw thing. The, I saw the pictures afterwards. But um, but no, that that's not going to make anybody come in and jump in right now and, yeah. and go, oh, well, now... Now I've watched him. Now I'll watch Ryan Garcia or Brandon Lee or some of these other young fighters that are coming up. It's it's a little bit like early day UFC, right? Or it's a little bit like the Tough Man Contest. Remember yeah. the Tough Man Contest? Yes. It's a little bit like that, but I, I don't. I mean, there's there's other fight people that are just so so disgusted by this. I'll oh, fuck off. <laughs> Like who you arrogant prick? Oh, nobody cares. Like, give me a break. Okay, save it. I, I I've spent enough time with these guys, and there there's no sadder sight than the boxing media at the pre-fight press conference when they bring out the the plate of sliced meats 
and rye bread. Jesus Christ, you'd think all these guys were going to the, the <laughs> you know, going to the gas chamber, slapping that Dijon on that rye. Jesus, calm down. Spitting, trying to tell you stories about Henry Armstrong. Save it. <laughs> Kill him. Save it, old timer. <laughs> Save it, old timer. No, I, I, it is what it is, Dave. It's like, it's like anything, right? It's, it's, it's a hockey fight. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. Again, I'm, they, they have my money. They have my time. I'm, I'm in. I'm watching yeah, these, these guys. It doesn't make you a bad guy. No, no. I was, but, I, we were literally, we were out at a party and there were three TVs up and I asked one of the guys there, Hey, we're getting the fight. And boom, we had the fight. How much? I didn't pay for it. He paid for it. I said at the end, I go, dude, how much? I'll, since I asked for it, I'll pay for the yeah. fight. He goes, I got you. <coughs> so I have no idea how much it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, I, want, I wanted to see it. I mean, it was the thing of the night to watch. Yeah. I would have told you, I probably would have told you, hey, you can avoid it with Tyron, uh, unfortunately. Um, but again, that that's probably my biggest issue with it. Yeah. Is you've got a guy who's probably one ninety five fighting a guy who's one seventy. I mean, you can't do that. that yeah. That's uh smaller than a light heavyweight in boxing fighting a heavyweight. Yeah. And that usually doesn't end up too good. No. But Tyron knew. Tyron gets gets a nice payday. So yeah, he's he's been selective in his opponents, but but show me any hyped fighter, and they're all that way. Go look at the early records. For Ray Leonard or my guy Salvador Sanchez or anybody else. When you look at the first five or six uh, fights that yeah. any of these guys had, you're not seeing multi-division champions are fighting. They're fighting fucking Uber drivers from National City. <laughs> and broken down wide receivers from Point Loma. <laughs> hey, speaking of winners... I want to mention our good friend Dan Williams. Yeah. Dan Williams will tell you why he was a winner in a second, but Dan's the guy that wants to help you. During the holiday season, so many people are stressed out. You hear so many people say, have you finished your Christmas shopping? Dan's the guy you need to talk to. If you're one of those people that is stressed out because the holidays might be a little bit too much for you, probably means your finances aren't in order. Dan's the guy to help you with your finances. Let's make 2022 much different. Dan wants to be the guy to help you out. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Don't forget about his Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday videos. All set, ready to go that he has on YouTube for you. I had a new one today. All something that you can learn to basically change your life once help you get out of debt and buy that first home. Make sure you call our good friend Dan Williams. Well, congratulations to Dan, that chicken face weasel Gavin, because they eliminated me tonight yes. in our fantasy football league, uh, and our boy uh, Jimmy Betancourt. Yes. Because they won the big wiffle ball tournament over the weekend. That was very cool. But I, I want to say for Dan Williams tonight, I went, I told you, Dan brought me the Gordie Howe autograph book for Christmas, and he brought me the Ronnie Wood set list from the show we went to in L.A., That's and cool. I got it back today from the frame shop. It's absolutely insane, and I couldn't be more happy. And so I'm very excited about the Christmas gift that my sons and I have for Dan, and uh, we're going to invite Dan over here. I think we'll be here back here Sunday night, Dave, cool. right? And uh, we'll have it for Dan Sunday night. Okay. Uh, there's been anybody, we ordered this thing two weeks ago. And I'm sure, uh, like a lot of you, uh, you've ordered things expecting early delivery. And they're just getting pushed back and pushed back. But uh, we think it'll be here tomorrow. And then uh, we'll bring it for Dan on Sunday. 
But yeah, borrow smart, repay smart. It's one of the reasons why bills have been paid this month, but we're still able to celebrate the holidays with friends and family. And Dan's been a huge part of that. Absolutely. Brian Curzi, you want to talk to when it comes to buying that new home? It's very exciting to buy that new home, but are you buying the right home? Also, are you getting the right person to sell your home? Don't forget, Brian Curry's your guy. You know San Diego County better than anyone else. He's an expert, been doing this more than 25 years. These are times where you really want to get this right. Call Brian Curry at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, main man Kate is with me tonight, and we're very excited. Kate has been looking at homes for us across the country. Nice. And I think he said tonight, Dave, that Kate and I are going in together. We're going to buy a house, family investment, and uh, we're moving to Cincinnati, Ohio. Really? The Queen City? The Queen City. Because I think Cade said he found a multi-bedroom bathroom house for like 50 grand. Okay. We calculated the payments, and then we determined if we don't, we may live in Cincinnati for the spring because it's probably pretty miserable in the summer and in the winter. And so then we'll rent it out during those months and we'll use the money we make uh, to buy our other home in big sky country, Montana. Nice. Where it's also affordable to live. So we're going to need some help buying those homes. And I can't think of anybody better than the one and only Brian Curry. Absolutely. When you get that home, Jeff, don't forget about the new pool. You're going to want in the backyard. The pool's the thing that makes it the right thing is Cade shaking his hand. Yes, we're getting a brand new pool. Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor's the best guy to do it. He has pools in his mind that you've never even imagined. Again, Taylor made pools. There's nothing like it. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Ask about the available financing. Well, I've got a heck of a special tonight. So, boy, I don't know. Pretty busy day in the office, but yeah. there was a whole lot of buzz on social media that somebody has started a uh, like a bracket like a March Madness bracket amongst Padres Twitter. Okay. And they have all these people that are jumped in. I have to tell you, I feel like I watch and I look at a lot of different things. I only knew about five names. I knew Corey Stewart's in it. Um, Visible Padre fan? Yeah. I didn't see Drunk Flannery, though. Really? I don't know if he's in it. I didn't see Erica in it. I didn't see... Oh, so, shit. I don't know. They could be, but I didn't see him. So I saw a lot of names of people. H.A.'s in it. So, uh, but yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see drunk Flannery in a lot, but boy, all of a sudden things started getting heated and where it got heated was because our beloved Padre Geekster, we love her. Yeah. She's a huge supporter of this show. And we've seen her at plenty of events. Uh, she stepped away from social media. Yeah. She didn't like it. And I didn't realize, but somebody else came in and had the audacity to try to use the Padre Geekster name. Oh, boy. And he has made it into this bracket. Well, people, as you can imagine, are upset, but I have good news for you. I've cleared it with Alan Taylor. And for the first 11 people, don't ask me why 11. That's the number Alan threw out. I agree to it. It's the Padre Geekster pool. Okay. It's going to be beautiful. Like it. And because Padre Geekster, like so many of us, has to wear glasses, right there at the end of the pool, Dave, two glasses. And they'll, you'll have dual jacuzzis. Oh, that's different. I like that. Very fun. So in tribute to our beloved Padre Geekster, who a lot of people were upset about, Alan Taylor, the smiling Canadian, 
came in and saved the day again. First 11 people cash only. It's the Padre Geekster yeah. pool. I love that. That's very and we nice. love her and her constant support of this show, even with your foul mouth. That's it. Even with the mind, I apologize. Well, I'll try and do it. better in 2022. All right. Well, she appreciates that. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to that website? Look, if you're looking to build a website, repair the one that you have. Talking to Kyle just about an hour ago. He's doing great things for a lot of people. He can help you out too. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Websites are so big, and, and we kind of talked about it a couple of months back of saying, <coughs> Dave sucks. Um, what the hell was that? Well, I wasn't coughing until I came into this shit. That was something terrible. Yeah. Uh, we had said it a couple of months ago saying, hey, you know, life's getting back to normal, but you're still going to want to have your website because people are doing e-commerce. Well, look what's going on. The NHL shut down. Uh, mask mandates are back in. WWE is going back to the Thunderdome. All Everything is being shut down. We're all turned upside down. And so what does that mean? It means people are going to be going right back to that website. And it could be for e-commerce, but for restaurants, for whatever yep. you do to make money, man, you have to make sure that it is competing at the highest level because your competitor's website is. So if you haven't made the call, make that call to Kyle. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going to go December 19th because I thought the show was going to be way back a couple days ago. Okay, no problem. Okay, so here we go. We have three of them tonight. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, what's your thoughts on Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor? I think he's fantastic, to be honest with you. Yeah. Some things I like him and not It's kind of crazy that him and his sister are both successful people at what they do. The girl that Laura Kane yelled at me and hurt my feelings yeah. about because I I didn't know she was actually sick. I thought she was faking. Uh, the girl who passed away, she was a dead ringer for Maggie Gyllenhaal. Really? Yeah, I think Maggie. Good yeah. choice of words. Oh, Jesus, sorry. What the hell's wrong with you? Hang out with you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Dave, jerk. May she rest in peace. Um. I love the movie Nightcrawler when he was the the on the scene camera guy in L.A. Yeah, but there and he was pretty good in uh, Everest too. I liked him in that. But there's been other movies I like him. I'm just not not all of his movies. I'm gonna say he's uh, 47. I knew you would say that. I would have said the same thing. I would have gone older. He's only 41. No kidding. Yep. I knew you'd go older. I, th- I did when I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Excuse me. 41. All right. Oh, wow. Here's the only one I would have got today. Is uh, well, I haven't done his money yet. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, sixty million. Not bad. Eighty million dollars. Good for him. I mean, he sure seems like a likable enough guy. Yeah, he was great on Stern. Did you hear him on with Stern? No, was, was that good? Was, was I bet he was great. Yeah. Alyssa Milano. I would know this one. Oh, hello. You never had a Alyssa Milano pool? No. Uh, and and listen, Geeksters family, but remind me on Sunday. Alyssa Milano tonight is 44. 49. Perfect. Um, Essex win. Nice. Uh, I'm going to say 30 million. Only $10 million. Really? Yep. That seem, doesn't seem fair. 10 million. Speaking of that, speaking of money, real quick. <laughs> when we were in the media together, you ever see Lauren Sanchez? Mm hmm. We saw her all the time. Sat behind me. She, yeah. You know who she's dating now? Yeah. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, she sat behind me. She used to be with uh, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. I'm trying to think. 
I'm trying to think, Dave. I think it was the year when Rosie and I were doing the show and you weren't there. But she sat behind us because she was working for Fox Sports LA. Yeah. And she sat behind uh, whoever else who we or who was I down there with? I can't remember. She was okay. She was cool. I yeah. mean, not like overly friendly like Heather Myers. Heather Myers is awesome. Very nice. Heather yeah. Myers sent me a really nice note a couple of days ago. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Talking about the story that Kathleen Bade did. Yeah. yeah. That's very nice. No, Heather Myers is great. Kathleen Bade's great. Um, but she wasn't she wasn't yeah. rude. Yeah. Did you hear what Jeff Bezos said? No. Someone asked, how do they meet? He goes, I opened my wallet, and there she was. Oh, boy. Come on. She's always been that way. We know it. I, I will not. She, I will not okay. participate. I will not be taken down in this game. I met her. She was incredibly nice and engaging. And had a beautiful singing voice. I could hear her sing along with the anthem. All right. Voice of an angel. Nick's, speaking of angels, Chris Angel. How, Chris how old is he? Oh. How much is he worth? What happened to that guy? I don't know. He did those TV specials. They were good. I like that dude. Uh, I'm going to say he's, I think he's going to be surprising. I'm going to say he's, yeah, picture him in his 30s. I'm going to say 46. 54. 54? Get out of here. Dude, I think he's got money. I'm going to say $75 million. $50 million. Good for him. That dude's talented. He is. I like that guy. Like some of those guys like Copperfield. Yeah. You're like, oh, shut up. It's magic. <laughs> oh, it's not, you idiot. And now I'm going to make, watch, watch closely. Shut up. Does anybody have a paper clip? We're going to take that paper clip and jam it right in your eye. Ow! Ow! Make your eye reappear. Botox boy. Botox boy. Five <laughs> random questions. Speaking okay. of the last one we just mentioned. Would you ever date a girl that was a professional magician? Oh, God. Fuck no, right? No, I wouldn't date a magician. That's what I'm saying. There's no way you want to date a girl that's a magician. You would never trust her. Right. In anything. Right, because all day long, and did you, I'm going to make the coin disappear. Yeah. Oh, okay, hang on. I'm going to make the coin disappear. Yeah. Oh, like I'm just over here just gun, 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 You're gun, out gun. to dinner. You can't find the salt. Yeah. She just pulls that out of her sleeve. Yeah, it's behind your ear. You're like, fuck. And all these people, the old fucks at the next table, that was outstanding. And you're like, try living with it. Yeah, can't find a fork anywhere in this fucking house. Take a look right under your, take a look in your shirt pocket. You can look under the sofa cushion. Yeah. Oh, great. Those are the pills that I need for my heart. I'm yeah. only two hours late. Thanks. Yeah. There's my cocaine that I <laughs> never knew I needed until I started dating you. I wouldn't date a magician, and I wouldn't date a hypnotist. Yeah, me neither. Dude, that'd be crazy, too. Because you just walk to the mail, and all of a sudden, your neighbor, Betty Ann. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, you're watching your car. <laughs> look, why yeah. am I watching her car? <laughs> just clucking like a chicken. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's a good one. They're bullshit friends. <laughs> I wouldn't do that either. All right, next question. When is the best part of your week? Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly when it is, and even though he's here, I'll still say it. It's on a Friday night, work is done, and I'm going to pick up the dude to my left That's or, cool. and or his brother. It's the <laughs> absolute... No, I mean, one yeah, of them is coming with I me on Friday. And it's the absolute best, and I tell them all the time. Really, for me, 
Um, I don't know what they would tell you if I wasn't in the room about this season ticket experience, but it's our drives. When we're just, ever since they were little, we would drive Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset, right? And at night, and it's different now that they're 14, but when they were eight, it was really cool because they'd get a blanket, a pillow, There'd be about nine different action figures in the back, right? Everybody from Captain America to John Cena, Bigfoot. I don't know who else would be back there. And we would, I don't know who else you had, but we had all these different guys. We would hang out. We'd have Sam Cooke and all kinds of different music. It's the best. But anytime, now they know it. Anytime it's me and them, uh, it's great. And what's very funny is I, I did this thing where I did it for about two weeks, and any time we were talking about their mom, yeah, I'd be like, well, you know, we'll go see lights. I mean, I know mom's annoying, but we'll go. <laughs> and they would never, like, crack a smile. So I'm talking to her last night about Christmas and what our plans are, and I'm like, you know, you dang kids... I'm like, I'm trying to make them laugh. And I'm like, hey, you know, we'll go do this. We'll bring mom. I know she's annoying, but she'll go. And they never say anything. They just look at me. She's like, well, stop saying I'm annoying. Like, what's your second wish? She's like, yeah, right? You like that one? Yeah, I go, what's your, and then she she didn't like that at all. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just anytime hanging out with them. What about for you? It's coaching baseball. It's on oh, a baseball yeah. field. I think it's just it's just my most fun. It's competitive at the same time. It's like all your your work into trying to make guys play up to their potential. And then when you win, like the other day, we won yeah. three games. It's like, dude, this today was a great day against a good school. You know, yeah. and you're like, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. To, I didn't think we were that good. And all of a sudden, we played another D one team and we won all three freshman varsity uh, JV. They all won. Who uh, who's the annoying one in our group? That's like my favorite time of day. Cutting flowers is 545, 15 minutes before my alarm goes off and just getting up on a Monday ready to attack the day. Who's that asshole? <laughs> Who's that asshole? <coughs> Nobody gets up earlier than our buddy, Sean. Sean's always up. Always takes a picture of the watch. He, I don't know how he does it, man. <clears throat> He's always up, ready to go. Yeah. Since Kobe did it, he does it. So he does the same thing. <laughs> All right, here we go. What's your favorite thing to do alone? Um... Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, I think I could guess for you. It it's reading. I knew you'd say that. But um, it's funny because, like, having it, look having Coil as a buddy would be great no matter what. Yeah, it really would. But I'm so excited for his success as a writer, not only for him. But he's just my complete sounding board. But he, this is the thing, and I know he hears these, and it's absolutely true. I can never tell him this on the phone. So his new book is out, It's Wrong Redemption. And I I would just say, again, if you're looking for that last-minute Christmas gift, yeah, Matt will always tell you you can read them out of order, which is fine, but I disagree with him. My feeling is start with yesterday's Echo and then work up in order and read the Rick Cahill series. There's nine of them. And and we all 
love books that take place here in San Diego. There's one that takes place in Santa Barbara. But for the most part, they're all here. My personal favorite's Wrong Light because it's about a radio host, and that one's pretty cool. But I, I got to tell you, Dave, I go through and I read a bunch of different books. And then Coyle is always very nice and gets me a copy of his new book a couple of months before it yep. comes out. And I love the new one, Wrong Redemption, because the bad guy who's just a complete jackass is Dan Williams. Huh. And he did it because Dan's been a huge supporter of his and threw a character's name in there. But when I finished the Cahill books, I go through a huge hangover. And you try to get into the next book and you can't do it. And I'm trying to read this dude right now, uh, this guy Kruger. And man, I just cannot. Once a book hits its rhythm, like it flies. Yeah. And you try to find 15, 20 minutes. I usually read at lunch for like an hour. I leave my phone in the car. Um, but man, even this guy who's so well regarded, uh, I can't get into it, but I'll, I'll tell you the book I just picked up and I'll probably be changing to this book really quick. I just picked up the tender bar. Oh yeah. And the tender bar is that book. Yeah. I thought the Ben Affleck interview on Stern was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, two hours, the whole deal. And for people to take that little thing that he was talking about where he was at in his marriage, especially anybody who's gone through a divorce. I surely didn't take it like he was insulting. I don't think so either. Jennifer Garner. I thought he was just being incredibly candid about who he was at that time in his life and where they were at in their marriage. But um, I, I might have to change to the tender bar. And the fact that the, the, the not the bad guy, but kind of the anti-hero in the book is a radio guy makes me even more excited to read it. So I got that. But... Uh, reading would be the number one thing. If it's alone, if it's with these guys uh, playing NHL or you know doing that, goofing around playing yeah. Madden football, but reading would be number one. You? Um, for me, it's watching sports. I, I don't mind watching sports with people who are into the same team I'm watching. I can't stand yeah. watching sports with people who are rooting against my team. Oh, that's the I worst. hate it. So I, honestly, I could watch NFL football from you know 10 o'clock kickoff to the Sunday night game by myself. I can watch baseball all day. I Fuck, I'd love to tell you I love watching the Lakers. I can't stand watching the Lakers right now. They're, they're yeah. so frustrating. I'd be 100% fine if they traded Anthony Davis. I can't take any of it. You know, it's 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 hard to watch. But watching sports by myself, I have no issue. I could sit there all day. If nobody said hello to me, it'd be fine. I, uh, I'm not a big binge watch guy. Like, I love season one of Succession. Yeah. I cannot get, you know, the train moving on season two. Have we started? Have we tried? Yeah, I watched the first okay. one, which I liked. I just kind of haven't. Yeah, I, I, I never watched season two of Cobra Kai, which yeah, I dug funny. season one of. But I'll tell you this, man. A show that I love is Curb Your Enthusiasm. And yeah. God, this season sucks. The last, I can't stand you know, Tracy Ullman. Yeah, Tracy Ullman's that old-time comedian person. That uh, people older than you and worst. me love her. Yeah, I was never a fan. My dad was always a fan of Tracy Ullman. Oh, come on, Lou. <laughs> Did he watch the one on Sunday? Yeah. Okay, Jesus. Awful. Kids right? here. I don't want to say everything that happened in that show. Bad though. It was. There's simple things make me laugh. In that show where he told her like where the remote was. Yeah. And then she asked again, <laughs> and he just went. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. But he just yelled at her. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up from two rooms away. That made me laugh out loud. Yeah. That made me laugh. But this, uh, not the best season. She Tracy Allman is just. 
She sucks. Oh, my God. I, I'm done with Tracy Ullman. I never liked her in the 80s. I hated her no. then. Oh, my gosh. All right. Who is the most interesting person you've had a conversation with? Oh, I like that. <clears throat> I like that. Um, well, I think, oh, I got to think about that. From a radio standpoint, I think the the favorite one, I mean, combat professional fighters are amazing because their mindset is just really, really wild, right? When you talk to them about everything going into the fight and then the days after the fight, especially after they lost. We just talked about with Tyron Woodley. But for me, my personal favorite conversation was with Paul Rogers, a bad company. Oh, yeah. At Radio Row in Arizona, and he was walking around, and nobody was putting him on any of their shows. Yeah. And we were just kind of sitting there at the end of the day, and I think you and Mike were just kind of had hit the wall. And uh, the lady walked by, and I said, is that Paul Rogers? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, is he doing anything? And she's like, yeah. And he sat down, and... No notes, no computer in front. And we just started talking. Yeah. And I talked about free. But the thing that I loved about him was I had heard these stories that in the 70s, he would get high and then beat up his bandmates. <laughs> and so he knew I was a fan. We talked about all kinds of different things and seeing him and, and different songs and just hanging out and then so we wrap up the interview we just went for like 10 minutes i don't know and i said man you know my sister took me to one of your concerts when i was pretty young and it was great and he said hang on a second and so he had his assistant with and he said please do me a favor get his sister's address and like a week later a handwritten note and a signed DVD of his concert showed up at my sister's oh, house. Cool. And I've, I've always just thought he was so great, so yeah. fun. So, uh, yeah, Paul Rogers, for me, just as a music guy, would be pretty cool. How about for you? Uh, for me, it's, it's Michael Jordan. It's, uh, oh, there you I go. know it's easy to say Michael Jordan, but my experience with Michael Jordan was so unusual where, you know, first of all, I've been lucky enough to be around about seven times. Yeah. And, He's the only person I ever met where you look at him and you start talking to him and you're like, this guy's different than anyone I've ever met. Yeah, like, I would say like there's a light on him. And uh, the first time I met him, we are at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim. Yeah. And the Clippers used to play seven games a year there. Yep. And the Bulls come to town. This is right when he came out of retirement. And he walks right off the court and he says, hey, Dave, can you show me where the locker rooms are? And I'm like, how the fuck does Michael Jordan know my name? Well, I got yeah. a badge on my chest that says yeah. a license plate with my name on it. Completely forgot that it was there. And I go, I'll show you. And so him and I go walking back to the locker room and all these people with their Sharpies are out trying to get autographs. Just yeah. huge lines. It was like, it must have been like what Elvis went through. Yeah. And people are marking on him. They're marking on my shirt. They're just, everyone just wants something for Michael Jeez. Jordan. We walk back into the, the locker room and I was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that in my life. That was really cool. And he goes, it's cool until you have kids. And he realized yeah. it just never stops. And he yeah. goes, man, he goes, I know this sounds dumb but he goes you can't go to the grocery store you can't go in movies you can't go to disneyland you can't do anything with your kids outside of your property 
Yeah. Wow. And so we're talking for a long time, for about 30, 40 minutes, just him and yeah. me. And in my head, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm talking to Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he goes, I tell you what, next time we come to LA, I'll show you what it's like to be Michael Jordan. You can hang with me for a day. Wow. And from 10 o'clock in the morning, we did shoot around to all the, the whole day until we went back to the arena. Yeah. To him filling out all those requests for tickets for like uh, Denzel Washington and every every other person in Hollywood because it's right after Space Jam. Uh, he had all, he filled out each one by hand. Yeah. And then he looks at the kid that's that's helping him you know arrange things with his pen and the paper and he gives the kid his shoes from shoot around. He signs them and gives them to the kid. It's like ten thousand dollars right. right there. And then he gave a kid a huge tip for getting just a cup of coffee. Couldn't have been nicer to everybody when nobody was around looking. Yeah. Plays the game, comes out, and then he takes a picture with. Tiger Woods, Tony Gwynn, and he says, and Tony go, come on, get in the picture. This yeah. is the picture I don't have. I was, and, yeah. but, but we knew Tony. I didn't yeah. know Tiger. But at the time, the greatest golfer, the greatest NBA player, yeah. the greatest hitter, all in the same picture right outside wow. the sports arena locker room. But he was cool as shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've run into nicer guys, of course, and he wasn't yeah. ever a bad guy. But the whole time, you're like, he didn't have to do any of this. No. And he goes, I'll show you what it's like. It's not as great as you think. Yeah. Uh, we have, I mean, I have friends at my job yeah. that deal with him, Tiger, yeah, LeBron, yeah, like all these guys that that it's you hear loudmouths shoot their mouth off about why they dislike these particular guys, and yeah. then I I talk to a guy that actually has known them all for twenty years and deals with them and and just tells me great stories, Kobe, yeah, and said, oh, in the day, man, when they were playing, they were really hard. Because yeah. they just were so intense, they couldn't turn it off. But at the end, now he's like, dude, he's he's unbelievable. That's how crazy. great he is. I think locally, Dave. It's funny. I think locally, probably Larry Lucchino would be the guy. Because remember, man, Larry was the guy that brought Channel Four here. Yeah, and prior to Channel Four. It was all like they only televised like four home games. Yeah, they they never showed home games here, and Larry came in and changed everything. And Larry made it baseball night in San Diego, and yeah, for from a local sports scene covering it that whole time, man, Larry Larry was just a different level, and really, really, I know he was tough to work for, but shit, he was so nice to us. Yeah. I'd love to get him in here some night. I just, I don't know. We'll have to check with Glenn if Larry is ever in La Jolla. But shit, man, if he and Charles Steinberg cool. could get those two guys in here, I, I would, we'll pay for the Uber to get him down here. That'd Sorry, Ted. Cool. Sorry, Ted. Here we go. Last question. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Have you ever walked out of it? You've ever walked yes. out of a movie? Uh, Big Fish. <laughs> you hated Big Fish. Big Fish sucked. Could have been better, couldn't it? Yeah, Big Fish sucked, and what was the movie? I walk out of like two Big Fish movies. was a great idea, but they did it wrong. It was stupid. And, uh, and what was the movie with Tim Robbins and Robin Williams where they were? he was like a used car salesman and sure, Tim Robbins took him hostage? God, that movie sucked. Left that one, too. How about you? Worst movie? You know, it's funny. I, and when I say it, you'll go, I don't know what you're talking about. But I remember it was the first time I ever went on a date in my life. Sixth grade with Susan Walker. Okay. Susan Walker was built like she was in 10th grade. And a girl. I remember I took her to Wendy's. Nice. Then I took her over to a movie theater. And we saw a movie called Local Hero. 
and and I was it was terrible. And uh, I mean, they were eating a rabbit that they didn't know they're eating a rabbit. And I'm like, I looked at her. I go, you want to go? And she goes, Yeah, this is awful. It, was, it couldn't have gone worse. And it was the only time I've the ever movie? watched a movie. I have no idea who the fuck was in the movie. She'll look it up right now. I have no idea. The movie was so bad, but it's the only time I ever walked out of a movie. It was my first date. Uh, Explain the rest of my dating. Yeah, we saw on Sunday the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's all I want to ask. It was as good as everybody says. But it was great. I I tell you what, man. There there are so many fun things about being a dad. But I have to tell you, I don't think I would have gone to see that movie if it wasn't for Jack and Kate. That's funny. I'm thinking of going to see that movie. I'll probably go by myself because that was Jake and I used to do it. Dave, it's it's great. And I won't say anything else. Um, Would you put it in your top 10 greatest movies you've ever seen? Yeah, I love that kid playing. I love that kid, Tom Holland. Yeah. And and, um, the girl, his, his Marissa Tomei. Like the whole, like the core group, his buddy Ned, the girl who plays MJ, yeah, Zendaya. Yeah. Ah, they're so good. Tom Holland's so good. Yeah, it's it's really fun. But I, I would tell you, there's some unique twists in the movie. So I would just say, try to see it for anybody who's interested, right? It's like any of Avengers or yeah. Star Wars, any of those big movies, man. Before people start chirping about it. But here's the other thing, too. Don't, uh, we went to Reading Cinema in Claremont, saw it in the morning for $7. Opening weekend, $7. But we saw it, huge screen, the THX sound, not that shit that knocked (laughs) us all around up in LA. I felt like it was, yeah, I had a broken neck at the Matrix. Don't go do that. But Dave, make sure when you see it that you're seeing it on the big screen, yeah. right? Other, my buddies, Jimmy Hughes and Ken James, they see it in Mira Mesa for IMAX. And that's pretty cool. But yeah, it was great. Josh won't go? Nah, he won't go. He won't go see it. Rita won't go? No, she won't go see it. I don't she, like them at all. She won't go see it. Hold, all on, right. hold on. This movie was the one I talk about, Local Hero. Burt yeah. Lancaster was in it. He was. Everyone else I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It was horseshit. You should have gone and seen uh, Spider-Man with uh, Erica. Oh, there you go. Well, she never asked. Yeah, isn't that weird yeah. how rude she is? She is rude. It's really sad. A couple weeks ago, I said she was cute as a button. Yet she never calls. <laughs> never invites I, us anywhere. I know. Well, you know what? She jinxed me tonight. Yeah. Because she was hanging out with those hillbillies, Betancourt, Garvin, and uh, and Williams. And uh, she took all our good karma. Yeah. Gave it to those three assholes. And now I'm out. So, so she's sitting up there in row 97 at Viejas Arena. And I'm like, well, what do I do next Sunday? Because she just dragged the ship down. <laughs> that is it. That right? Is it. You told me. I told you. That's what you she go, does. She's bad news. She's like those girls from Tory Pines. Nice on the outside, but man, devil in disguise. Devil just like disguise. Elvis sang about. I said, I don't believe it. Well, guess what, Dave? You made a believer out of me. I'm out. 
All right, so we're back on Sunday, correct? We'll be back Sunday, and hopefully I got a Christmas present for your uh, for Disco Dan Williams. I hope so. I hope so. All right, have Merry Christmas to everybody, guys. Thank you so much. Backstreet door, I laugh so hard I'm a little boy